everybody, whether you're the president of a company or the paperboy, everybody has the exact same amount of time. You and I both have 24 hours a day. No more, no less. The question is, what do you do with your time? Real quick, my friends. If you want to make more money with less marketing of your books, then go to my website, zbooks.co, and download my free niche finder tool at the top of the page. It's called Free Niche Finder Tool. And when you download that tool, you're going to get a bunch of emails from me that show you exactly what to do and video tutorials, and you're going to make more money by optimizing your books. I've helped a lot of people with this tool already. So go to zbooks.co and get the free niche finder tool. All right, back to that podcast. So I'm driving my four-year-old son to kindergarten, and we're listening to Monty Python, and it was the Galaxy song with Eric Idle, and he goes, you know, don't let life get you down, Mrs. Brown, when everything seems hard or tough, just or and people seem stupid or daft. And then he goes on, you know, the galaxy's revolving at 2,000 miles a minute. <clears throat> and my son says, but daddy, people aren't stupid. And I said, you're absolutely right, my son. They're not stupid. They're just emotional imbeciles that are lightly manipulated. And then I had, you know, one of those quiet moments of self-reflection. And I said, well, who the hell am I to judge? I'm just as emotional and irrational as them. You know, I used to say, you know, I'm the rational one and everybody else is the emotional ones. And, uh, but then I had an enlightening moment. I said, what do you mean? I just read two awesome books. One of them was Win Bigly by Scott Adams. And the other one was Persuasion by Robert Cialdini. And I really, I'm... And my Italian friends out there, can you help me? Is it Chialdini or Cialdini? I always mess that one up. And so, please forgive me. Anyway, if you read those two books, especially Robert Cialdini's, uh, Scott Adams calls him the Godzilla of persuasion. This guy is the, yeah, he's the grand guru, the grand poobah. If you read that book, Persuasion, and while you're at it, read his book, Persuasion, which is 10 years older, you will really realize how easy it is and how lightly humans are manipulated. It's pretty ridiculous. And uh, so don't, you know, abuse those lessons in your marketing. But definitely read those two books. And I'm going to now read the 15 persuasion techniques from Scott Adams' book. And you can get those at... Bfreud.com, and you got to scroll down to the Scott Adams post, and you'll see it. There's a picture of the book cover, and at the same time, you can get a free persuasion course. So go to Bfreud.com and scroll down to the Scott Adams post with the Win Bigley, really big uh, infographic of this. Okay, so this is your crash course in persuasion. And I'm going to read to you now the first 15 rules from Scott Adams' How to Be a Master Persuader in his book, Win Bigly, by Scott Adams. So, 
These are the first 15 tips. Number one, identify as part of a group. Example, it's the Christian thing to do. So this is one of the most powerful things is identity. How do you identify? If you appeal to somebody's identity, then you can really manipulate them. It's the Christian thing to do, right? And then insert what you want them to do. Number two, probably very uh, controversial, Who, which, which one should be number one and number two? So number two is the law of reciprocation. A lot of people would argue that this is the most powerful persuasion form. If you want someone's cooperation in the future, do something for that person today. Yeah, it's, it's in our neuroscience. If you listen to any Jordan Peterson podcasts, he'll probably mention this. It's, it's, it's hardwired into our brain. Okay, number three. Try it anyway. Even if the persuasion is known by the subject, it still works. So it's pretty crazy. You've seen this every day when they're saying, buy this product for $9.99. And you know, look, man, it's $10. It's only one cent shy of $10, even if it's $9.99. And even though I know that this is a cheesy persuasion trick, I'll still buy it, yeah? And so even if the person is aware of the persuasion, it still works. Strange, isn't it? Number four, focus. The things you think about the most will rise in importance. The master persuader moves energy and attention to where it helps him most. So I have another way of saying this. He who controls the frame wins. As long as people are talking about you, even if it's bad, it doesn't matter. They're talking about you. So you control the frame. You focus people on what you want to talk about. And as long as they're talking about it, you're winning. Even if they're not saying exactly what you want them to say, they're still talking about what you want them to talk about. And that is die halbe Miete. That's German for the half of the rent. That's, that's winning, okay? Number five, facts don't matter. An intentional error in the details of your message will attract criticism. The attention will make your message rise in importance. So you got to get the direction straight. And we're going to hit on that again in the next couple of rules. So that was rule number five. Rule number six, find the sweet spot between apologizing and never apologizing. If you apologize for your factual mistakes, people will remember them. See tip number four. Strange, huh? It's you're, you're, you're controlling the focus by intentionally saying something wrong so that they remember it. Number seven, don't trust any prediction of reality that cannot predict. It's 
easy to fit a wide variety of explanations to the past. Trial lawyers do it every day. Yeah, right? So hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah, you can make anything fit that you want after you know everything. So the trick is to predict. Does your theory or model predict it with any kind of accuracy? And if it doesn't, you have to throw it away. Okay, number eight. People are more influenced by the direction of things than the current state of things. So you got to get the direction right. You got to be directionally right. And if you go to Scott Adams' podcast, which I think is one of the most interesting on the net, you'll see him taking down and taking apart all of President Trump's persuasion plays. And uh, so he's got a lot of flack for this because people think he's a Trump supporter, but he he's really just showing you the persuasion and it's very interesting. And what he says is that facts don't matter. Yeah, we mentioned that in the previous rule. Facts don't matter, but you got to get the direction right because people feel it, the, the subconscious message, the unspoken message. They don't need the words, but you got to get the direction right. And as long as you get the direction right and they like you, then it's okay. Rule number nine, display confidence. You have to believe yourself or at least appear as if you do in order to get anyone else to believe. You've probably heard this before, fake it till you make it. But yeah, confidence is contagious. Oh boy, did I say that right when coronavirus is going around? Okay, well, remember that. Number 10, appeal to authority. Persuasion is strongest when the messenger is credible. So this is pretty simple, right? If uh, I'm, a, I'm a man, I should not be talking or trying to sell people probably tampons and women's products, right? What the hell do I know? Simple. Okay, number 11, guess what people are thinking at the very moment they think it and call it out. This creates a bond between you and your partner. This one's really hard. Yeah, this um, <clears throat> you have to be really in tune with the person. You have to pace them. So remember, Scott Adams is also a trained hypnotist. This is where this all comes from. This is, this is his little tangent here that he's been going off on for the last years. And... Uh, so you you have to be good at this. It's it's a learned skill. Yeah, not not many naturals at it. So you start by pacing the person, and then makes it easier to guess what they're thinking about. Which is very similar to rule number twelve, which is let them fill in the blanks. Design into your content enough blank spaces so people can fill them in with whatever makes them happiest. That's really good. That's um, what's an example of that? You don't say, you don't say, uh, you know, that agenda is baloney. It's it's uh, you know too expensive or something. You just say that agenda's baloney for several reasons. And cost is one of them, for, kind of like that. It's, I, I, that's not a very good example. Okay, rule number 13, 
the high ground maneuver. This is one of the big ones that Scott's always talking about. I don't know why he has it at rule number 13, because he talks about it so much, it should be rule number two. So the high ground maneuver is when you frame yourself as the wise adult in the room. It forces others to join you or be framed as small thinkers. Yeah, so taking the high ground, you know, well, oh, we're all adults here, and, you know, we have to take a global view of this. That's not a very good example either. Okay, number 14, don't attack beliefs. When you attack a person's belief, the person under attack is more likely to harden his belief than to abandon it. So this kind of goes along with identity. If you start attacking the Bible and uh, talking to a Christian, and and this person might also have critiques or, or, or not be happy with every part of the Bible. But once you start attacking the Bible, then all of a sudden he switches over to defending it. Yeah, And this is not a conversation. It's not persuasion. People just draw a line in the sand and they don't move from it because you're attacking their belief, which is very strongly tied into their identity. And that's they don't budge on that. People don't budge on that. Yeah. So, and it's not even, um, it's not even a conversation at that point. Okay. Last but not least, number 15, make rewards unpredictable. Studies say humans are more easily get addicted to unpredictable rewards than they do predictable rewards. So this is a strange one because it's the surprise effect. If somebody knows that they're going to do something for one week and then at the end of the week they get a a bottle of wine or something, like you do a seven-day challenge and then you get a bottle of wine, well, that's nice, but they knew it was coming. If they don't know it was coming, like a surprise bouquet of flowers, that just gets really people really stoked and happy. So make rewards unpredictable. All right, that was 15 of Scott Adams' top persuasion tips. And remember to go see them on my blog, bfreud.com, for the big fat infographic. It's really cool. I'm really proud of it. And uh, it looks, it's really good. And, um, and you can download that as a high-quality infographic. And remember... When you're employing these tactics to uh, also employ some kind of ethics, right? Because you don't want buyer's remorse. If people buy your stuff and they don't like it, later they get buyer's remorse and then you get a bad review. And you don't want that, okay? Okay, so that's it for today, my friends. You have yourselves a wonderful weekend. And I hope this added value to your process. and. If it did, please go upvote this podcast in iTunes and wherever you're listening. I listen on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and upvote it. Leave a review. That would be really, really awesome. Okay, my friends, if you like that podcast, then remember to go to zbooks.co and go get all the materials to start your authoring career. We have a seven-day challenge every week, so there's no excuse to not finish your book. And remember, please go to iTunes and upvote this podcast and Google Play. Okay, I look forward to seeing you at the top.